and welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on BFF.fm or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about Untenable, the second full length from Bad Moves, and it starts with a song called Local Radio. Bad Moves is coming right out of the gate here on their second LP with a song that is so high energy, has such great musicianship, such wonderful trading off of the vocals. And alongside that high energy is very acutely aware of the, you know, the modern condition of capitalism across the country, but maybe especially in Washington, D.C., where rich people and politicians are being served by a underpaid and underrepresented working class in that city. And it's a city with a proud punk tradition. Yeah, this song is written about something specific, which is the guitarist Dave Combs, who has been working in restaurants for a lot of his life was interviewed on a local radio station anonymously because he was worried about backlash about an initiative that was happening in D.C. that would have removed the minimum wage for tipped employees. And this is kind of like an anti-working class idea that pops up from time to time where the idea is like, well, you're making money from tips, so why should your employer have to pay you? You really get the feeling in this song about the anger of it's so hard to get by in America when you're not in a sort of college-educated, white-collar job, that it's frustrating that it seems like everybody's trying to make it even harder for you. And that's really the theme of this record. Yeah, that this there's a remarkable lyrical facility here where there's not a lot of repeated, you know, the lines aren't repeated, even the choruses are mostly completely different, except for that repeated refrain of who bites the hand when the hand feeds you, and they're passing out scraps, and why aren't you happy with that? Yeah, if I had any, my only criticism of this album is that I wish the vocals were higher in the mix because some of these lyrics are just so good. And that chorus is, who bites the hand when the hand feeds you? They're passing out scraps and you start to believe like you're lucky to have all the scraps that you're eating while you're climbing your way to the top of the scrap heap. So great. Yeah, it's angry, but also funny and delivered with such joy. And that's the, the through line here that this high energy 
danceable music and yet very much they are not pulling their punches on how upset they are about the situation <laughs> they're in. And and the irony is this was recorded before the pandemic. We had a real problem with the wealth gap in this country, and now it's only been exacerbated by the pandemic. And so it's such a timely album that's also so high energy and positive. It's the kind of music that we all need to hear right now. Yeah. And alongside that high energy, one of the things I really appreciated and enjoyed in this album is that this song wraps up and takes the barest of breathers before immediately rolling right into the next song. Similarly high energy. And I feel like it's even in the same key. So the first couple times I didn't even realize it was a different song until a different singer took lead and the lyrical content went to something, a different kind of anxiety with the same sunny music. And so that's the next track, next track we'll play. It's called Night Terrors. about anxiety and about what it's like to live in a state of constant emergencies and crises, but it zooms out to the more political and more wide angle concerns like in local radio and then zooms in to the personal anxieties like in Night Terrors. And I like that we get both. Yeah, well, and you talked about that first song having extra resonance in the time of uh, uh, COVID and if anything, this song, I mean, it doesn't matter where you are on the income scale, everyone is a little terrified. And it's a kind of another jaunty sing-along <laughs> party song about mm-hmm. how we're all a little terrified. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, the call and response vocals are so fun. And then the very power pop guitars that we faded out on right there. It just has such a jaunty, like positive feeling. Yeah, yeah, it starts with those and then ends with those before a little bit of guitar solo. And yeah, so much energy. And I love the more talk singing in the verses, but then the choruses, which in contrast with uh, that first song local radio, there is the repetition where you hear the same chorus twice and then it's exactly the same at all four times you heard in the song, but it's so pretty, even as it's drawing us into that world of anxiety that we're all sharing these days. So then this, I guess, high energy, high anxiety keeps keeps the party going into the next track, which is also the lead single. It's called Party With The Kids Who Wanna Party With You.
saw these guys perform at South by Southwest last year in 2019. And I feel like the setting, it was a daytime indoor, you know, like indoor at a place that had a backyard and a bunch of different bands playing. They didn't really get to show their stuff as much as I would like. Yeah, that, that venue's inside stage is not a good venue. Yeah. And so I was. this was yet another band that I was hoping to see again this year at South By, which was, of course, canceled because of the pandemic. But I would have loved to have heard them play this live because of the way that it builds and it doesn't really have a traditional structure. It just kind of amps up and amps up to the chorus. is so fun and it just makes you want to sing along. Yeah, it's so of the time you know name, name dropping you're building your brand by posting instagrams of your cat like there's <laughs> such a sense of humor here and there needs to be because at the same time there's some yep uh i thought it was gonna be nuclear war that was gonna kill everyone and now it's gonna be global warming and it's dark stuff yeah because the lyrics are low in the mix it's worth calling out the lyrics of that verse we started it started with which is I used to think we'd go out in a nuclear war. Don't know much has changed, but I don't think that no more. I'm not trying to say we won't see the day. There's a genocide of the poor. It just might come in a heat wave, and that's something no one's trying to hear. You wash it down with liquor and beer and spend the night with someone who's near. I mean, it's terrifying enough to be middle-aged right now, and I can only imagine what it's like to be young right now. The anxiety and hopelessness and realizing at some, some point all you have is your friends, and yet... If all you do is party, mm. that's not right either. So, mm-hmm. you know, but I know, feel like the message fr- yeah. of the song is the only solution really is to connect with people who know you and your friends and your community, yeah. and that is what yeah. will save you. Yeah, more time. Yeah, more time with your friends, less time building your brand, which is one of <laughs> one of the most just depressing phrases in the human language. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, going on from that, then the next track we'll play is called "Toward Crescent Park." because it it helps with the way that the themes flow and as far as being all about anxieties both personal and global and political but these tracks both K Penelopen which we didn't play and Toward Crescent Park which we just played are tracks four and five and they kind of go inward to the idea of escaping your anxiety by moving somewhere else whether it's the beach or back home or a place that you used to enjoy where you can just kind of be however you want to be and not feel the pressure of your day-to-day life and i like that yeah it's there's a sweetness here but there's also i think a look there's a sense of loss i mean it's kind of the nostalgia of this is where i grew up but hey there's friends here who I didn't keep in touch with and being back here reminds me of that 
I think the song is fundamentally though it's about hey you you can let go and that's okay and and all in the context of a road trip to New Orleans to do some day drinking and yet even even a road trip to drink song for these guys ends up being a chance to connect with I think deeper truths and for you know kids in their 20s displaying a remarkable amount of maturity about understanding the the, the trap of nostalgia. I think they're pretty young. I think they're young. I mean they're they're first I think they're that young. Now I'm now I'm speculating. Maybe well, I'm oh, just, you just made a made a statement of fact without actually researching this uh-huh. ahead of time. That's right, I did. They seem very young, but you're right. Maybe they're not as young as I thought. So we'll just I'll just edit that out. Uh huh. But yeah, that they have a remarkable maturity for you know for their second album. <laughs> they haven't been making music that long. I love the guitar riff on this song. That was one of the reasons that I wanted to play it because it has a much more sort of rollicking, melodic feel. A lot of the other songs are, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but more shouty. Like they're more urgent and more kind of driving. I know that, you know, Ted Leo has, they've remarked that Ted Leo is one of their influences and he's one of my favorite artists. But they have that kind of sense of like, I got to get all the lyrics out and we only have this moment and it's very fast and this is much more contemplative yeah it's there's a sweetness and it's a leisurely track in a way that doesn't take away that it's high energy but yeah it's not in a hurry to get anywhere it's just all about taking a breath in this moment and getting in touch with yourself in a i think a positive and healthy way but the anger is still there and we get to hear that in a big way on this next track it's called working for free played a larger chunk of that song than we normally would just because I really want to include that killer guitar solo and that last shout shouted chorus that really just drives home the point that 
capitalism is a system that we're all complicit in, even the people who are being ground down in the process. Yeah. And I really do find it kind of interesting the moment of not solidarity, but drawing at least the parallel between folks who are being told, well, you get tips, so we're not going to pay you anything. And the people getting doing unpaid internships being told, well, you're getting exposure. You're getting a leg up in the industry. But so, also that so we're you not can only pay- do that if you have parents who are paying the bills. Well, exactly, exactly, he, yeah. Say, I waitressed my way through my internship when I was much younger, but that was a different time and I could have cheap rent. And But yeah, that, that you're always depending on the kindness of strangers. Yes. Yeah. Uh, either the strangers or rich family and that you're it's still a really precarious existence and the way that the song is performed really underlies the message of solidarity where everybody is singing and kind of training off vocals and it's very it feels like a really collaborative performance yeah that there's this the chanting that's going on in the background Mm -hmm. so it's this driving unsettling run through of all of the different people who are taking roles in this kind of grinding machinery and again thematically very tied to that first track it's also effectively the title track of the album because we heard that untenable at the end and it's just the sense of yeah this system is unsustainable cannot continue and yet i don't know what are we supposed to do except it's all thrown the more into high relief by the pandemic and it is just that so many of these albums that we've been talking about over the past couple of months that clearly were written in a different world and have achieved, have gained so much more resonance. It's really remarkable. And yet it's also an amazing party. The guitar work is phenomenal on here. I mean, I yeah. don't know exactly who's taking lead, but there's this combination of grinding, driving beats, high screeching solos, weird feedback also happening on the side so both guitarists are going to town here their drummer is Dow tyler amin who is phenomenal ability to drive through i think throughout this album he's not very flashy mm-hmm. but it's the propulsive energy to so many of these songs it, it it really draws me in and just phenomenal work uh the bassist katie park everyone is so good and they're the remarkable musicians who are playing so well together and probably because they're mostly not in their 20s. And <laughs> I just saw a picture of them. And, someone and, Googled that after he made the statement. While yeah, we were the well, someone, someone looked at a picture of them. And I'm officially an old that everyone who's younger than me looks like they're still in high school. Uh, we looked at a picture. We also saw them perform. I th- the weird thing as again, not only part of what's okay, terrible. Stop, yeah, stop. Anyway, that venue was very dark, so I didn't remember what they looked like. <laughs> I, I, we saw them, but I didn't remember what they looked like from seeing them. It's very okay. dark. Okay. But suffice to say, just phenomenal standout track right here at the heart of the album. And from here, though, from this driving anger, we do go in some different musical directions. It's not all the same thing. We hear that in a big way on the next track we'll play. It's called Fog is a Funny Thing.
less political, more existential track. And I think appropriately for that, it's them trying out some different musical directions. And, you know, what we heard there as part of, I think, the first over minute of the song is done very quiet with horns and strings and very sweet vocal section at the very beginning that again, would have been a little much to include, but you get a sense of, hey, we're going to do this bait and switch. And is it 100% a triumph? Perhaps not, but it's really nice to see them stretching their muscles and trying some different things here. And to say this, yeah, the same drummer who can drive things so aggressively, especially we hear in that second half of the chorus, and it's just explosive, and yet we get these nice brush symbols that are so gentle and pretty mm-hmm. and they can pull it off. And it's and a, it's, and it's a fun song. And once it gets going, it's a barn burner. Yeah. But it's more of a melancholy barn burner with the minor key. Oh yeah. The, cor- the chord progressions and... are very cinematic. Yes. Cinematic is a great way to put it. That yeah. almost makes up for you saying that they were in their twenties. Yes, and I, don't, I am definitely not going to live that down, at least for the remainder of this episode. We'll see if next episode it comes up. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like the way that this gives the album more emotional tone. There are some actually more kind of mm, contemplative minor key songs on the record that we didn't play. So maybe we've, I think my my bias, especially in these crazy times, is for the shout along upbeat songs and so that's that's my own yeah uh, well yeah these are relatively short songs but densely packed with a lot of musical ideas a lot of lyrics and there are 12 songs on the album even though i think the album is what 30 something minutes long it's not a long album but with a lot of songs and we had to throw a few out and i think the ones that really get your attention their strength i think is these really fast aggressive songs and i have to say the slower more contemplative ones are not the ones that stuck with me mm-hmm. and and, that you does... should, and you should go by the record from Bandcamp anyway and then you can hear all of the songs that we yes like and i a, a shout out to them for putting their lyrics on their Bandcamp page so that always, i always appreciate especially that. given as i've said these lyrics are dense and as you've said not always super, as high in the mix as you might like although i think they're never buried they they could be clear but the instrumentals are so fabulous i just think they're so good i want more people like i i generally tend to try to pay attention to lyrics but i think if you're not paying attention you might just hear the melody and not focus as much especially with the male vocalist yeah so coming from this trying things out a little different we go to i think another maybe a little more metaphysical contemplative track but with still some energy to it it's called tides and that's the penultimate track it is
talking about the drumming earlier in the in Fog is a funny thing. I think the drumming on this track as well is very there's even some marching band elements to it at some point. Yeah, very heavy very, on the snare drum. Yeah, it's really interesting and it creates a lot of character in the song. Well, rhythmically it starts off very fast, then slows down into the part where we come in and there's this kick drum almost like a heartbeat mm-hmm. through here and it does seem sort of appropriate for this message of you know traveling for some family tragedy Mm -hmm. they say funeral it's not 100% clear to me what's happening but it is very much the sense of travel and loss Mm -hmm. and being apart from the people you love and then trying to find some hope and this energy kind of builds up at the end and then the drums really come in hard Mm -hmm. towards the end of this end of where we left the song near the end of it the journey we're taking on with these different types of drum styles is really amazing. Yeah, one of the things that I think they do really well on this record is the kind of slow, low energy start that really just builds, builds, and adds more voices and amps up the instrumentation and really brings emotional catharsis, which is very satisfying. Yeah, it's. I think when I first heard this album, it's so, on the surface, seems like sunny power pop. Mm-hmm. And it really did take a number of listens and each time getting under that surface and digging deeper and finding the richer lyrical content and the remarkable ageist virtuosity of their playing as well as some really interesting arrangements and then the songs being structured so interestingly and the pacing within the album just there's the the attention to detail the workmanship is remarkable here yeah, it's such a good album. It's so right for this moment. It's so well crafted. It's so it's got so many layers. Yeah, it's a remarkable album and one that I'm so glad to have in this in this time. And as I said, just give it a listen, give it another listen, maybe give it another ten listens. And yeah. I, I think you'll find a lot to love here. Yeah. So the last song that we'll go out with is called End of Time. And it was actually the first song that David Combs wrote for the record. He said in an interview that he woke up one morning in early 2019 and just remembered the whole song from melodically from start to finish. But he says, lyrically, though, I could only recall the line that was repeated the most. We're still having a good time. It says something about our band's songwriting ethos and maybe my own neuroses that as I explored translating this dream song into what would become our end of time, the word that jumped out to me was still. The still in we're still having a good time implies that yes, we're having a good time, but in defiance of an expectation. The expectation, I guess, is that we shouldn't be. So rather than writing the rest of the song focusing on having a good time, I focused on why we might not be. And then that became this album. So we'll go out with that end of time. And again, we've been listening to untenable the second full length from bad moves and you've been listening to for the record thanks so much for joining us I know.